Welcome to the Destiny Church Tees Valley podcast. As you listen, it is our prayer that you were transformed through faith, hope, and love. Fantastic. I mean, the, the work of Safe Families is, uh, is profound in the, the things that they do, and so it's, um, it's exciting for us as a church to be able to partner with them uh, in all that they do. And so today I want to talk a little bit um, uh, about being involved in safe families, um, but maybe not in, in, a, in a direct way, but in a direct way. And today I hope that the principles that I talk about, that you will see how they can be lived out as you get involved with safe families, yes? Because these are great biblical principles to being involved with, with the people that uh, we would get involved with. Now, um, <clears throat> I don't know what shoes you've come with today, but uh, we all have different types of shoes, don't we? And we have many shoes. We have shoes for, uh, for good occasions. You've got, probably got your Sunday shoes. You've probably got shoes where you go running. You've got your gym shoes. You've got your house shoes where you've got your slippers. So we all, you know, uh, our feet are important. And, uh, and Jesus talked a lot about, uh, about our feet. And in fact, it is important for us to... Well, I remember George... Uh, doing a series many moons ago on, uh, on the armour of God. And I don't know uh, if many of you were, were here then, but uh, he's busy writing a book um, uh, with regard to that at the moment. Uh, but one of the key aspects of the armour of God is for our feet to be fitted with shoes so that we can carry the gospel to people. Um, and so it's, it's, it's our walking shoes that we need to walk into people's lives. We need to walk into people's lives who want us to walk into their life. This is so phenomenal for us as a church to be able to know that uh, so often it can be hard to, um, to find friends, to find people that we can talk to, yes? And, um, and, and so unless it's the mother-in-law and she'll talk to anybody. Um, <laughs> She'll even talk to me, so how you go about that? But it's, but it's important that we actually um, understand that where we walk, in fact, the, um, <clears throat> the, the, they say that when you look at the soles of your shoes, that they can see how you walk. I remember one time going for some running shoes, and when I went to this shop, they had a running machine, and I had to run on the running machine, and they were taking a video of how I run so that they would be able to say, well, these are the kind of running shoes you need because you're, you're either walking on the one side or the other side of your feet. And so it's quite specializing, yes? And uh, so, in other words, the way you walk matters. And, and, it, and, it, and it's effect, and people can see it. And so I want you to understand that the soles of your feet are designed to bring souls to Christ. In other words, souls and souls. The two different spellings and two different things, but they actually, they sound the same, but actually God wants us to walk into people's lives and to make a difference and to change them. Now, I have some favorite shoes. I like Chinese shoes. When I go to the Chinese takeaway, I go for chicken shuzan. <laughs> okay, that's the best that it gets up to, okay. My question is, is where have your shoes taken you? Where do you go in your shoes? What's the direction of your shoes? Where are you walking? 
Are you walking just in where you want to walk, in things that are for yourself? Or are you willing to walk somewhere different? You see, when I wear these shoes and I go for a long walk, I'm going to walk where I don't normally walk. I walk into a different, uh, different environment. I'll walk through the fields. I'll walk, if there's any cows in it, I'll run like the clippers. If there's, uh, so it depends on what I'm trying to say, but we need to put on shoes today, shoes of mercy. We, God has designed us to be a people who will show mercy. Now, Jesus did an awful lot of working, the walking, that was the culture of the day. The disciples did a lot of walking, and at Christmas time, there was a lot of walking going on. The wise men, uh, they were walking, they followed the star. Joseph and Mary did a lot of walking, they walked to Bethlehem. There was, uh, there was the, uh, the wise men, not the wise men, don't they? Um, there was the shepherds, the shepherds came with the angel, and they walked to, to, uh, to see the baby. All the, through the Christmas story, there are people walking to Jesus, and, uh, and Jesus himself, through his ministry, walked to people who were in need, people who needed him to, to walk. And so it's important to us, I believe, to realize that God wants us to fulfill the purposes of God in our lives, and we can do that by reaching out and showing mercy. And um, you've heard us talk many times, as a church, we talk about the five uh, the five M's. Yes, there's the, um, there's, there's the uh, magnify, where we worship God. And that's what we do when we love God. And I want to say to you, when we show love to other people, they, we are showing love to God. It's a way of doing that. We, we have membership. We have... Um, and which is fellowship. So we, we make friends with people. We want to be connected together. I want to say to you through safe families, that was some of the things that came through, was being friends with people. And that's the best way to see people in the kingdom of God is just be a friend. You don't have to have any strings attached. You don't have to have an agenda. You're just talking with them and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through them. Now, if they don't come to Christ, there's nothing you can do about that. That's not our job. Our job is not that they become saved because we can't save anybody but we can lead them to the cross. We can lead them in a conversation. We can show them our love. And I believe that that's important for us to do that. And so the whole aspects of that, whether it's to grow spiritually in our discipleship, um, you know, we, we want to be mature people. That, is, that comes as we talk to other people, as we go to other people, because when we give of ourselves, we grow spiritually. We grow in that way. Ministry, well, that's a, that's a given, isn't it? When we serve other people and uh, we're involved in, in ministry and we're involved in sharing the gospel. So mercy has an application for every one of our purposes that we talk about as a church. And I think that's important for us to realize that. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 is a very famous, famous text. And it says, you will be my witnesses. Yes, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost parts of the world. In other words, you will be my witnesses in different, uh, different spheres. You'll be, you'll be Jesus and, and in your home life and in your work life and in, in things. But what a wonderful way to be able to go cross-culturally to other people. People that we would never meet, people would never have a conversation with, that say families come to you and they say, do you want to have a conversation? Do you want to be able to help them? Do you want to show love? Do you want an opportunity to show Christ to these people? Isn't it a wonderful opportunity? I think it's just set up for us as churches that we couldn't, it couldn't be better on a plate for us. 
Yes, that, uh, that they do. I'm absolutely, you know, think it's absolutely marvellous. The thing is, we live in a mean world. And in a mean world, we need to be the witness of Christ to show mercy. And that's so important for us. Luke 6 and verse 36 says, Show mercy to others just as your Father shows mercy to you. We have all received mercy from God. So I just want to look at it quickly, a couple of principles and, uh, and, and, and how we can show mercy. The first thing is we need to start looking and listening for people's needs. You know, we need to be looking for needs in our community, in our workplace and wherever we are with our neighbours. And I want to say to you, we've got to look for that. Now, what's nice with say families is they're already on the lookout. They've got people that are coming, so you don't have to look far. You could be part of that. But regardless of whether you're in safe families, it's a duty, it's a call on our lives to show mercy to other people. And the only way we can do that is by looking out for one another's interests, not just our own. And it's so easy to get caught up with our own problems. You see, one of the issues I've found, the biggest thing, is we're too busy. They're just the busyness of life. And like Kath talked about, the busyness of Christmas season. It's so easy to squeeze out what God wants us to do and to see the needs of people around us because we're conscious of our own needs. We're conscious of where we're at. But God wants us to look up and to, and to see differently and to see what is happening. Yes? Secondly, we need to... Need to uh, and this is quite a... Uh, an odd one, but it's we need to not be offended by other people's sins. It's so easy to get offended by other, other people. They do something, and, and if you're like me, you kind of think, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> but the, the issue is, is grace is messy. Mercy is messy. Grace and mercy is unconditional. And so we need to give of our mercy, showing the, the, the mercy of God to people, because when we do that, we are a bridge into people's lives. Jesus wasn't offended by the people he associated with. And he associated with, some, uh, with all sorts of people. He associated with prostitutes. He, he uh, associated with drunkards. He associated with people uh, who were kind of um, uh, mismanaged their, their business. Yes, uh, he, he dealt with all those kind of people. But the, question, the thing that Jesus never did, which he could have done, was he didn't look down on them. He looked to meet their needs. What was it that they needed? And Jesus looked to do that. And we've got to realise that every single person is precious to God. Precious to God. Jude chapter 1 says, Show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. There are still others to whom you need to show mercy, but be careful that you aren't contaminated by their sins. There is a difference between acceptance and approval. And this is, this is um, quite profound in many ways because one of the things that we do as a church is we welcome everyone. It doesn't matter what, what is their uh, their status, what is their situations, what, what, what is their difficulties, what is their hurts, what is their habits, what things that they're hung up on. It doesn't really matter any of that because we know that we have to welcome them. We have to accept them, yes? 
But just because we accept them does not mean to say that we are giving our approval to some of the things that we do. And there is a difference. So Jesus accepted everyone, but he didn't approve of everything that they did. And we've got to make that kind of distinction and realize that actually you could be in here today and feel accepted, but actually that does not necessarily mean that we agree with all the things that you do. And I'll tell you what, God doesn't agree with all the things that I do. <laughs> he looks at it, he goes, Jonathan, Jonathan, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> so so we've, got to, we've got to do that. So 1 Peter 4 says, most importantly, love each other deeply. Love has a way of not looking at others' sins. So we need to pay attention to their needs, to their hurts, but we need to overlook their sins. We need to not be focused on that. And it's so easy to become regimented. It's so easy to think about rules and think about moral code. But it's important for us to realize a very important principle. And that is don't expect unbelievers to act like believers until they are. Yes? So unbelievers are not going to act like believers. But when they become believers then we need to see a change. God works in our life, doesn't he? He brings that change into our life. For example, in Matthew chapter 9, Matthew was a tax collector. He was, you know, when the, the, the New Testament talks about tax collectors and sinners. In other words, tax collectors were a special breed of sinner. They kind of had their own, their, their own bracket, you know what I mean? If you were a tax collector, you were hated. Yes, why? For the simple reason they were to collect taxes, but they could collect whatever tax they wanted. They could determine that as long as they, 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 um, uh, the people, and the, 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 the kings and the rulers, as long as they got what they wanted and what they required, then they could. And of course, they used extortion and they demanded all sorts of things. Now, the issue was is if you didn't pay it, you would end up in prison. So it's a bit of an incentive to pay, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When you've got that kind of, uh, kind of backing. And so Jesus goes to Matthew and he actually goes to his house. And there, because Matthew is a tax collector, they're having a party for tax collectors. Can you believe it? If Jesus was here today and he went down to the tax collectors, we'd go, what's he doing? Well, we don't bother with the tax collectors so much, do we? But, uh, but it could be like he was, he was within the midst of all the drunkards. He's in the midst of all uh, the prostitutes. He's in the midst of all these, um, you know, uh, uh, business people that are doing uh, wrong things, that are not doing their accounts right or whatever it might be. And so Jesus walked into those situations. And so we read that there in Matthew 9. It says, that night Matthew invited Jesus to dinner with his fellow tax collectors and many other notorious sinners. The Pharisees, who were the religious elite, were indignant. Why does your teacher eat with scum, such scum? They asked. That's quite loving, isn't it? <clears throat> when Jesus heard this, he said, healthy people don't need a doctor, sick people do. Then he added, now go and learn the meaning of this scripture. I want you to be merciful, not offer sacrifices. For I've come to invite sinners to me, not those who think they are righteous. Jesus accepted everyone, but he didn't approve of everything that they did. And so it's important for us to walk in mercy. How can we walk in mercy? Well, the first thing we need to do is we need to look for people in a crisis and listen to them. 
This is an important thing, is listening to people, yes? Um, it's amazing how many times, I mean, I, when I talk with people and talk with neighbours and other things, it's amazing. People just want to be heard. They, they, they feel the value in being heard. And for, for all of us, we want to feel valued. And when we listen to people and listen to their needs, listen to their desires, listen to the things in their life, it really does make a massive uh, in, impact. That's why... People pay big money to go to a counsellor. They go to somebody who will listen to them and, and, and pay a lot of money for it. Now, I know counselling can involve more than that, but primarily it's about listening and giving some direction, just giving them, what do you think to this and what are you going to do? You know what I mean? It's, it's, not, it's not brain science, most of the counselling side of things, but it is about listening. Galatians 6 says, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We all have burdens. Might be financial burdens or relational burdens or educational burdens or whatever it might be. We have all got all sorts of different burdens in our life. The second thing we need to do is to look for people with unmet needs and help them. Well, if that isn't safe families, I don't know what. Yes, that we look for people with unmet needs and help them. That's practical needs. We have people in the church who are very good with practical needs. I mean, throughout my time here, Bruce has been probably one of the, the, the biggest helps in every situation. It's quite uncanny how he, he comes in that. So we need to look for people with unmet uh, needs. And safe families will give us that opportunity. And that's all that often we need, isn't it? That opportunity. We often think, well, I can't see anybody in need. Well, see Nicola and she'll give you someone who is in need. Romans 15 verses 2 and 3 says, Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us, asking ourselves, how can I help? That's exactly what Jesus did. He didn't make it easy for himself by avoiding people's troubles, but he waded right in and helped out. That's what mercy does. It walks in to people's lives. Just as Jesus walked into our world to be our saviour, so we, he wants us to walk into other people's lives. Thirdly, we need to look for people who are grieving and comfort them. I, I am fascinated by the amount of times we can see people around us who are going through loss. Yeah, in this last uh, storm, you maybe lost your fence or lost a gate or lost, I don't know. But we all go through all sorts of loss, don't we, in life? It might be financial loss, it could be relational loss, it could be the loss of a loved one, it could be any kind and multiple sides, uh, uh, aspects of loss that are in us. It could be a lost dream, a lost job. Um, it, because loss is universal. Every single one of us suffers loss. And we suffer loss many times. So it's a wonderful opportunity for us to show the love of God, the mercy of God, to other people when we see people who are, are, are going through uh, a grieving process. The question again is, are you too busy to see those needs around you? I think that's fantastic. Fourthly, look for people. If we want to walk in mercy, we need to look for people needing friends and show hospitality. In other words... We're looking for people who are shy, people who are retiring, people who are socially awkward, people who are uncomfortable in social settings, people maybe that are unpopular. 
Because everybody needs a friend. And that's our call, to be friends to those who have no friend. And again, as we heard this morning um, uh, with uh, Tam, I think it was, um, the, the, the story there was, it was people were friends to her. And that's what Safe Families is about, is for us just to be friends with people. God doesn't want any of us to be lonely. Romans 12 says this, share with God's holy people who are in need. And then it says, look for opportunities to be hospitable. Look, uh, NIV says, practice hospitality. You see, hospitality is a lost art today. Uh, We're too busy. We're too self-centered. We're more interested in our own little world where to be hospitable means you've got to open your home or you open your life and you open what you have to other people. And there is a massive emphasis right through the Bible on hospitality. In fact, um, you know, it talks about some have entertained angels unawares for the simple reason that they offered hospitality to people. Matthew 25, which I may read more of, but is this. It says that one day we will be judged on how we treat other people. Matthew 25 is well worth reading because Jesus says, I was alone and you welcomed me and showed me hospitality. That's got to be a good reason, hasn't it? Yes, to to do that. So let me ask you the question. When was the last time you showed hospitality to someone that was a stranger? To someone who you maybe just met or to someone that that you've been introduced to? When was the last time you showed hospitality? One of the things for us as a church is, is we want everybody in here that when new people come in, that we are hospitable, that we, are, that we, that we love them, that we take them and they, they're out for a coffee or whatever it might be. Yes, so we try to interact with them so that they know that they are loved. And the fifth thing is we need to look for people who need hope. Look for people who need a second chance uh, in, in, in life because everybody has failures. Everybody has setbacks. Everybody... <clears throat> Um, misses the mark in some way. Everybody stumbles. Everybody sins. Everybody has flaws and makes mistakes. Failed in business. Failed exams. Failed in marriage. Failed in a relationship. Whatever might be. And so we need to look for people who need hope. And you know how to recognize someone, generally speaking, who needs hope, who needs a second chance? It's someone who looks depressed. But for the simple reason they've lost hope. When you lose hope... It affects you emotionally. You can actually see it on people's faces when they lose hope. And that's our, that's our, our, our vision as a church, to bring hope into people's lives. And we can do that through safe families. I think that's fantastic, isn't it? Sixthly, we need to look for people, and this will blow your mind. Are you ready? We need to look for people who are rude. And be kind to them. Now you say, Jonathan, that's it. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because we've got to learn to love the unlovely. And I'll tell you what it does is when you are merciful to someone who is not being merciful, it blows their mind. 
someone who is maybe giving you some abuse verbally, that if you don't give verbal abuse back, if you show kindness, it blows their mind. They can't work it out. 1 Peter 3 says this, don't repay evil for evil. That is not allowed as a Christian. Never retaliate when people insult you or say unkind things about you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. This is what God wants you to do and he will bless you for it. We need to learn to be nice to rude people. Yes, I know it's hard. (laughs) I'm not saying it's easy. But if it was easy, everybody would do it, wouldn't they? And we're called to a difficult task. And so we have got to be willing to do that. It is going to, if you're going to get involved in safe families, if you're going to get involved with a mission of mercy in your life and in your family and in your connect group and in this church, it will require time. It will require energy. It will require you to change your schedule. It will require you to see what you've not been seeing. It will require you to, to, to look uh, in different aspects. It will require you to say, I can help. I can be there for them. I can do something. Can you imagine the dream of this church where everybody is involved on a daily and a weekly basis showing mercy to other people? Can you imagine the difference that would make to Stockton if just this church, if we all were involved in safe families and being able to show the love of Christ? Can you imagine? Yeah? I know it would make Nicholas day, but, but what I'm saying is, it's not about Nicholas, it's about God. It's about Jesus. Jesus came, he showed us mercy, and he says, will you show mercy? Will you get your walking boots on? And will you walk into someone else's life? Will you walk where no one else is walking? Will you walk with that neighbour who nobody else associates with? Will you walk in to to, to help someone in your workplace who uh, everybody else is shunning? Will you walk in and show mercy? (laughs) That's what God wants us to do. That's what God wants us to do. (coughs) Will you read Matthew 25? Verses 31 to 46. Time has run out. Because Matthew 25 says... Whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. If you give them a cup of water, if you help them, if you build a fence, if you do something for these people, for the people that need mercy, the people that are surrounding you, people that you can be introduced to in safe families, I want to say to you, Jesus says you're doing it to him. And I think we've got to to have that bifocals, as it were, them uh, glasses on, that actually says... That we understand that when we help someone else, we are doing it for Jesus and we're doing it to Jesus. Because Jesus turns to the goats later and he says to him, and he says, you know, you didn't, you didn't feed me, you didn't clothe me, you didn't give me anything to, uh, to, to you know, to, any, any help and any practical help. And they'll say, well, when did we see you hungry? When did we see you? And Jesus just said, well, when you didn't do it, when you didn't do it. In other words, a failure to do something, we will all one day have to answer for what we didn't do, not just what we did do. And I think that's important, isn't it? So we can have an opportunity today, and I pray you would walk out of here today saying, I'm going to put my mercy boots on, I'm going to put my mercy soles on, I'm going to walk into other people's lives because I can guarantee you it will change your life significantly like nothing else can.
Amen. Thanks for listening today. If this message spoke to you and you would like prayer, or perhaps this is your first time listening, then we'd love to connect with you at www.thedestinychurch.co.uk forward slash connect. You're welcome to join us every Sunday in person or online at 11am.